Welcome to Divine Throughline. I am Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really means to live life divine. Thank you so much for joining me, and thanks so much for waiting for me while I went on a month-long sabbatical <laughs> journey to Europe. I didn't plan to be dark for this many weeks, but uh, there was just no time, and uh, I actually sat down to record something a few days ago, and it was kind of funny because um, I got through, you know, the main section of it, and then I went back and listened to it, and the in the beginning of the podcast, my voice changed into a different voice for, like, the entire uh, intro, and that was really freaky and strange, and so, um, and I didn't really feel landed, so I was like, okay, I need to wait for Bradley. So I'm here with Bradley at Swan Sound Studios. Hey, Brad. So good to see you. You're such a beautiful part of my life that I, you know, I have been away from. So I know you've been really busy. Thanks so much for making time to uh, do a pod with me. And and also he's a little bit under the weather, so he even showed up even that way. Yeah, I I felt like I really needed you to ground me back in. Although I did do a podcast earlier today with Rich. Um, Rich invited me on his show, the Rich Roll Podcast, and we did an episode of Ask Me Anything. Uh, so that was cool. Um, but anyway, I wanted to just uh, start right off um, because I know you want to know all about our trip. And Rich and I talked about that on the RRP, except for for some reason. Um, we didn't uh, we didn't discuss uh, Dominher, which was the spiritual community that we actually took our crew to. So um, one of the amazing things that we were able to facilitate is we decided to fly into Turin, into Torino, and uh, actually we stayed in an Airbnb overnight, actually two nights, and just sort of grounded from the jet lag. So there was nine in our crew. We were traveling with our sons, Tyler and Trapper, with my assistant and and beloved, almost my daughter in a way, Leah, who actually does all the photography for me and also um, co-teaches yoga and is is working with me to develop this Jai Yoga program that we just shot our first video and taught this whole practice while we were there. Um, we also had McClay, who was our cookbook photographer, come in from Australia. Our producer, Mel, who was just extraordinarily talented and amazing, amazing being, amazing woman. And um, she used to be actually a uh, uh, a music manager, and so she knew how to coordinate an entire, uh, you know, really sort of like tour, but now we're at the Plant Power Way Tour. Mm. Um, so anyway, uh, we also were joined by Colin Hudon, who's a tea master, a really dear friend of ours, and then my dear colleague and friend, Jennifer Ayers, who's a, an Ayurvedic practitioner and master pulse reader. So we'd, we arrived in, in Torino um, beautifully, uh, the place that we, the Airbnb, I mean, Airbnb, Airbnb, just thank God in heaven for Airbnb, right? right? Absolutely. It's amazing. <clears throat> we stayed in this incredible stone uh, home that had been built by the owner. He was an engineer, um, and it was also very modern, so it has sort of both vibes. It could sleep 10. Wow. 
And it was up on the mountain in in nature right next to this park. And I knew it would be perfect because Rich would want to go running, you know. And so <laughs> he did that and it rained and they had these huge guardian trees there, just huge, huge mm. trees. And I actually had this incredible experience for, um, this doesn't happen to me often, but I was in meditation and I actually had this consciousness um, join me. Uh, and it was a, a very, very powerful uh, sort of dragon-like being uh, that was connected with the trees, uh, and it was very steady and had a very vast presence. Wow. Um, and w- it was one of those things where you, it, it, I didn't really almost notice it. It was sort of on another channel, and then I suddenly I was like, "Oh, this energy is with me." So I I did what I what I do when these things happen, and that is build my light body and actually send light to it. It's kind of a test to see what kind of energy it is. And uh, it just was it just was so solid. Like it was chill, hmm. like the most chill and the most present and the most deep of almost anything I've ever experienced. Really super beautiful. Wow. So uh, also, we found this amazing vegan restaurant in Torino. It's called Soul Kitchen, or maybe Soul Food Kitchen, Soul Kitchen. Uh, and we the first night we were sitting in Torino eating a gourmet vegan meal as good as in New York or LA. It was just genius, you know, perfect, perfect. So after we recuperated there for a couple days, um, we jumped in the car early uh, one morning and we drove to Dom and Her. So Dom and Her is a very, very special community. I've told you about it. Mm -hmm. You've known about it. I may have mentioned it on the podcast before, but um, it is a spiritual community that was founded 41 years ago uh, by an individual who was extremely, um, just extremely special. And his street name is Oberto Aurari. No, Aurari. Something like that. Orari, maybe. Hope I said that right. Uh, but his uh, community name is Falco Tarasaco. Hmm. And Falco... Um, was a man, I'm actually holding this book, actually, yeah. uh, he, he wrote a book um, called, one of the books that he wrote, called The Stories of an, of an Alchemist. And he wrote this in 2011. I had been to Dom and Her, uh, in, t- well, eight years ago, along with a, a deep f- mentor of mine and friend, Lisa Renee, and I was part of this healing expedition. And we went there and we actually uh, did healing in the temples and we slept in the temples. Mm. So, uh, let me back up and tell you, um, Falco founded this community, and uh, I found out more bits and pieces this time that I was there because we did a whole day tour and and got to really get some more inside information on him and the community. But basically, he was a spiritual teacher of sorts, so he would uh, you know, have meetings or, or teachings, and he had 12 individuals who kept returning to him. And so it was with those 12 individuals that he decided, well, let's do this community, let's start this community. So what I knew about Dom and her before I went was that they were a spiritual community, that they had their own language, they had their own currency, and that they had built these temples to mankind inside a mountain in secret. Hmm. <laughs> you know, stuff that happens every day. <laughs> so, and at the time that I went there with Lisa, you know, we were looking for communities really for this time on the planet, for really right now, as we see communities forming and people bonding together and and how are we you know how are we going to experience life you know moving forward and also in this very um extreme world of so much suffering and so much 
uh, chaos going on, you know, how, how do we form community and how do we really be together? And, you know, I used to talk to Lisa about it and really our only, our only experience of these communities were, were hippie communities where like everybody screwed everybody's wives and husbands and mm. it turned into a mess and that wasn't really working. Um, so we went really for the idea of really connecting with the community and seeing how they were doing it and everything. And I even at the time uh, asked to see their constitution and they had written a book and mm. I bought a book of their constitution so I could see what, you know, how did they, what were the guidelines, etc. cetera. Um, what I found out this time was that, um, well, first of all, they, they built these temples to mankind in secret. So they were they were a community that was in secret for over 30 years. Mm. And then one of their community members, something happened, and he tried to blackmail them and said, if you don't pay me a lot of money, I'm going to go tell the authorities that you guys exist. And I, I guess it was the time for them to come out. So they were like, fine, go ahead and tell. So this whole um, Italian uh, force came with machine guns. You know, they'd been told it was a cult, and they came. And when the story goes, when they saw the temples, they put down their weapons and they wept. Wow. And it's it's absolutely the most extraordinary thing that you could that, that I've seen. You know that's been done in this day and age, I guess. Mm. Um, so you go um, to this very industrialized looking, you know, just like a two story Italian house, you know, in the country, and you have to walk these labyrinths first because there are guardians that are the keepers of the te temple. So there's out of body unseen energies that are guarding the temple. And there's something about walking the spirals that um, basically clears you or prepares you for the experience. So um, when you when you go in, you just go down a hall, like down a little hallway, and then all of a sudden to the left, a trap door opens up, and you go inside the, inside these mountains. Uh, it's it, it's really mind blowing, and I think there are eight That's temples. Extraordinary. It's extraordinary. And I learned so much more that I didn't know before because I was just thinking like, shit, like I can't get my community to even like pick the house up, you know, or like it took us forever to plant a garden. Like, you know, I don't know. Unfortunately for me, I'm not around a lot of people that are very handy with their hands. Like I've, I think I've told you before, like when the boys and I have to clean something up, we all stand in a group and agree how much we need to clean up. And then we just hand each other objects. <laughs> take this, take that, put that away. Here, what, here, there's a thing here. Here, hold this. This thing must have a place yeah, somewhere. It, it's complete yeah. chaos. It's so bad. Like, I mean, I have a fantasy of like, you know, of like, you know, meeting a handyman. <laughs> it's like, it's all about the handyman. Oh, he can nail, hammer a nail in the wall. Oh my gosh. So, and Rich is, you know, we tease about this all the time because, you know, Rich can't hold a hammer either. So anyway, just to think about what they did just blew my mind, like in, you know, big time. Mm. So um, anyway, what I learned, I'm, I'm learning a little bit more about him. Um, that I think there was a lot more involved than just their community actually, um, you know, digging, digging with shovels into a temple. Um, and I'm reading this book um, that you guys can get online at Dominher. It's D-A-M-A-N-H-U-R dot I-T. And it's called Stories of an Alchemist. And they're not in order, but they're 33 stories of his childhood. And what I'm finding out, I'm only three quarters of the way through the book, but uh, he was actually really Harry Potter, like in real life, he was Harry Potter. And so he has had an ability to heal people. And it, it was just natural since he was a boy, move objects, 
um, fly. I mean, cr- crazy stuff. Like you would you you wouldn't believe it, but if you see what he created, you're like, oh, you know, anything's yeah, possible when you and, see that. Yeah, and so <clears throat> kind of the, one of the reasons that I'm bringing this up is he actually uh, died last year, uh, very young, like at age 67, huh. and uh, um, dropped his body, and uh, and I'm sure. I mean, I actually asked them. I met uh, quite a few community members who had been there for 33 years, 36 years. So these were inner circle people that had been around him. And our guide, Shama, is this beautiful white-haired elder, and she was lovely. And they allowed us to sleep in the temples graciously. We slept in – the first time I I was there, I slept in what is called the Hall of Mirrors. And it's this extraordinary room where you do – a walking meditation and you can see yourselves nine times at once and it really starts to open up your awareness to this idea of having multi-dimensional yeah. you know sure. identities right or yeah. simultaneous so um but this time i was i had to sort of let go of my attachment because i had had that experience but they informed us that we would be sleeping in the temple of earth so um, we did. Um, we slept there, and I played my sitar inside the temple. And Tyler sang a, a very new style, um, very high on a like electronic piece that he brought. Hmm. And Trapper sang also a song beautifully. And it, again, for all of us, it, we were very tired. We were jet lagged. You know, it'd been a long day. We'd been through you know all of the the tour of the community and and learning about them and. Uh, but it was really our blessing. It wasn't about the comfort of the temple. It's about the blessing and the activation that you get from being there. Mm-hmm. And the reason that Falco and the Dominhurians uh, chose this place to build the temples is that it it's a specific synchronic ley line position on the planet where the only other place on the planet where the four lines cross this way is in Tibet. Mm. So it forms like this battery or this supercharged place. Um, And so um, actually I bought the book while I was there and started reading when I got back and I was giggling. I was thinking if we had just read the book before, (laughs) like we would have had a lot more information. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I just, uh, and I'm, I'm talking about this, you know, I'm feeling like, um, you know, I'm, I've got a lot of comments on Instagram, and I, I want to read a few of those and see if I can answer some of those questions. But I really think that um, what I'm feeling uh, is that I'm, I'm having this yearning to bring back sort of an increased level of ritual, of ceremony, and of communing with the things that are unseen. And the word that Falco uses for it a lot is magic. Um, and I don't mean magic in the way of a magician where it's a sleight of hand and you think something amazing happened, but it really didn't. I'm talking about the magic and the wonder of life, you know, and having something that, you know, cultivating that, that, that community really with the unseen forces. You know, there's so much um, oh, unfulfilling, just mindless, um, you know, life activities that we all get sucked into, you know? And, um, you know, it's it's like, it's that magic, it's that communion, it's that connection that allows us to live in this world and to persevere and pick ourselves up and be able to create, you know, at this, you know, most amazing level. And um, I think that there's a key here for us as artists as well, and that is that... um, 
Falco was creating art and creativity from a level of this communion with this other force. And he created art with the intention or a purpose, you know, a, a portal opening or activation. And I had an experience, not this time when I was there, but the previous time. Um, he was a painter and taught this kind of painting called, they call it Selfica. And um, I had seen the paintings and they were interesting. Um, but I, in my mind, in my head, I was like, yeah, they're interesting, but I wouldn't hang on my wall. And I honestly, like, I was a little bit like, at the time, I was a little bit like, okay, he's a different, this is kind of a different vibration. I'm not really into gadgets or uh, technical things. And so I almost felt like it was a different uh, way of being that I wasn't really connecting with all that much, although the temples were extraordinary. And I loved all the people that I met, felt like old friends. Um, so at the time, um, anyway, I had a look. And then when we were on our way to go sleep at the temples, um, I... Uh, I was, a, they stopped off and they said, you, you know, we're going to walk through the gallery now before we go sleep in the temples. And I was kind of annoyed. I was like, okay, I've already seen it. Mm -hmm. And so my ego was having this little talk. Mm -hmm. And then I, I walked through the gallery by myself and then I turned the corner and I stopped in front of a painting that I hadn't seen. It was a tree of life with a chalice in the center of it. And I immediately started to cry mm -hmm. for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Oh, 45 minutes. Oh, it was just like, profound. Yeah. it was just like gushing out of me. And normally when those type of things happen that are so emotional, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, that it's true. Cause it yeah. wasn't like my mind created it. Like I was so excited to see it. Like you, they're undeniable, right? Yep. So anyway, so it's that was, I mean, I'm, it, it, yeah. So that was really, really amazing. So for anybody that lives in Europe, I mean, absolutely. Anybody who lives over there close by, I just can't recommend it enough. It's extremely um, just lovely and interesting and open and very normal in a, you know, everything that I've just told you is so insane, but yeah. th there is a normalcy to the people and the community. There's no... There's no outfit. There's no, uh, <laughs> and there's a groundedness and a maturity of these beings, of these people. Yeah. Um, and also in Turin as well, there is one of the most extraordinary Egyptian museums in the world. And so we made sure that we went there only because of the last time that I went to Dom and her, they were, they were just so disappointed that I hadn't gone to the Egyptian museum. Oh. So I knew about it this time. So I definitely, um, Shama is coming here to do a workshop uh, in the LA area in the, in August, I think. And um, I will definitely be going back with my girls. I'm going to go back and spend a month and just hang out oh at some goodness. point, you know, and everybody's an artist. They're just creating art. And, you know, it's so, so amazing. They have a, a market kind of in the middle of the city. It's not like one land. They, they bought up pieces of land all over this one valley that mm -hmm. used to be a mining uh, town. And they actually, because they did that, they stopped all the mining and the de the destruction of the mountains and everything. So it also had an environmental impact. Sure. Um, but they have this organic market and um, they have you know an art center and uh, anyway, it was it was just so incredibly beautiful. I have a quick question. Yes. So all of the temples they are underground. Mm -hmm. And in the galleries too, or the galleries are above ground, or I'm I'm just trying to get a, a okay. So the temp image or the temples are in this one specific <clears throat> mountain, mm -hmm. 
and they're all connected. So once you go in the trap, I mean, there's a few ways in, like they mm -hmm. can take you in a few different ways. But once you go in, you can go from temple to temple through mm -hmm. these back passageways. Huh. So they have like a temple to earth. They have a temple to metals. They have a temple um, to all religions and all walks of life. It's, it's called the labyrinth. And it's one of them, they're all really beautiful. I mean, it's hard to say this is more beautiful than, than the other, but that's the one that I went in first where I, I cried the first time that I saw it. Um, and they've done this beautiful stained glass window, like a little, like a art piece to every single, in every single type of human, like mm. anything, mm. everyone. There's, you know, Judaism honored and the Hawaiians and, you know, I mean, Pele, like every single thing you can imagine. And it's quite, it's just, it feels really open. That's mm. what, it feels really open and really accepting and really encompassing. And mm. um, I think, you know, Falco basically shared this to free people to be who they are mm. and to embrace all of it. You know, and so they're they're very very loving about all of that. So it was really cool. So yeah, so those and if you go online at dominher.it, you can see there's a cross section of the temples, and you can actually see, you know, they have photographs of them on there, so you can actually see what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, and there's mosaic on the floors, and they're all over the walls, and paintings, and sculptures, and it's. It's it's really amazing. And the amazing thing, too, is that a lot of the people that began there, they weren't really artists. Like, they became artists by working on the temple. Sure. So if you if you critique it, maybe technically, you're going to see, you'll see some places. Although they, they continue to work on the temples constantly. And so there's, you know, there's obviously now it's at a pretty, pretty great level. But anyway, it's really, really, really touching and really amazing. And I, I was going to show you this, actually. It's too bad it's not video that people can't see it. So I got, mm. actually, Trapper, my son bought me. You can't touch it because it's mine. But okay. it's a, they have this gallery downstairs where they have these objects that are um, basically programmed for certain purposes. And what I got, since I'm writing so many books. Oh, it's a pen. It's a pen, but it's covered in different copper and different kinds of metals wrapped in different configurations. Yeah. And what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to activate my channel and it's supposed to act as a, as a mediumship to my, to my higher self. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So Trevor yeah. was like, mom, you, you need to have that. <laughs> <laughs> that's very sweet. So it's really cool. Very cool. So anyway, so Bradley, how have you been? I've been very, very busy. You are. So <clears> tell I, me about your project that you were just working on. Uh, I was um, asked to deliver some some songs to a um, media company that places music and film and TV and ringtone and whatever. And But it was a certain style of music that I'm not used to writing and producing. It was more like an indie pop. Right. And so they gave me a couple of examples of what they're looking for. And the examples that they gave me to, to choose from were, were brilliant. Mm -hmm. wonderful productions um you know not not like great songs necessarily right. but um very cool vibey good stuff with right. gorgeous production gorgeous background vocal ideas very creative very cutting edge cool and so it was um it was a big challenge for me to um adopt the that direction um and 
I'm not one of those people who have the ability. I don't seem to be one of those copiers. I can't like take a song and go, okay, well, I, they're doing this and this and this. I can take the inspiration from that, right. and I can get the enthusiasm enthusiasm of that specific song, uh, and hopefully, you know, bring that forward the energy. Um, but it was a huge learning experience for me, and I I, I really pushed myself to a, another level. Of production cool. and and songwriting in, in different way, and the, the clients are love it. Uh, do they? That's yeah. So great. So, congrats. Yeah, but I put an extraordinary amount of time and energy into it, which is why my that I have this cold because <laughs> lack of sleep and okay. working, uh, you know, fourteen, sixteen hour days. Right, right, will, right. Will eventually catch up to you. Right, but that's good. You'll be fine. I'll be You'll fine. snap back in no time. Yeah. That's right. You've been uh, you've been a healthy person for many many years. Yeah, I rarely get sick. And, exactly. Uh, but that's okay. You know what? It also happened right at the end of the project. Perfectly. And my right, and my body was just saying, "Okay, now you gotta." That's right. You gotta shut down here, buddy. All right. Well, it's good. I'm not gonna work you too hard on this podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's great. So, um, so Rich and I had done, uh, we did uh, a, an Ask Me Anything earlier, as I said, and I just posted on Instagram, I post, posted um, some smoothies that I made for him and me before we did it, and I just asked questions, and I got like 30 comments of people asking questions. Huh? So I'm just going to take um, one of these. Maybe I'll take more, and we'll see how our time is. But um, anyway, okay, so somebody asked, what... Uh, what do you do if you don't feel loved by your partner, mm -hmm. if he or she is not in a state of giving, of empathy, but is very caught up in work and other responsibilities? Um, uh, she has made him aware of her feelings, um, but she would love to know if I have any ideas on how to inspire him into action and more empathy, <laughs> or if it is even my job to even do so. So anyway, thank you so much for your question. Okay, so I guess what I would say is, um, is uh, um, you got to give yourself the love you're looking for. So um, there's something, there's some piece in here for you to discover how you can be more loving to yourself, how you can be more em em have more empathy for yourself. And how you can experience that in your life yourself without waiting for him to give it to you. Mm -hmm. So it's a little tricky. I know. I hear you. I get it. I get where you are. Um, and, you know, I, I respect that. And I, I understand how it feels. Um, but it's kind of a tricky thing because in the end, um, it's all about you and you. And so, you know, I don't know the, you know, there, there will come a point, you know, when you're giving yourself the love that you deserve and you're, you're fully in yourself, maybe this partner will not end up being the partner for you. So I'm not advocating that you be in a relationship that's not loving. But what I am advocating is the only way out is through your own self-love. And I think that you'll find if you... Um, just start looking for little ways that you can give yourself love and really, really put a focus on it. Like, what is it to be loving to yourself? And what, you know, define that. Like, what is that for you? Mm. And what ways can you be loving to yourself every moment or every day? Or, you know, and, you know, just like, for instance, like for me, I mean, ways I can be loving to myself is... 
um, you know, to get up earlier in the morning so that I get my spiritual practice in. The ways I can be loving to myself is by having my yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ways I can be loving to myself is by lighting this certain incense that just, you know, feeds my soul or eating healthy food or um, spending time in meditation with my little child and reminding her that I'm here for her and that I love her and that she's the you know most special person on the planet to me. Hmm. Um, so I think I think that in there lies your key, and I think uh, that there's a, a good possibility when you start loving yourself in more increasing amounts, you will find that you're able to receive love or that love is there for you. Uh, whether it's from that partner or not, I, I don't know. But there's a good chance it will be from that partner. What do you think about that, Brad? I, I love beautifully put. Yeah. And I concur. Anything to add to that? Yeah. Um, I had an interesting conversation. And this is, a, this is part of my dialogue all the time because I am actively in the process of learning to love myself. Because mm-hmm. I agree with you. That's the comes down to being, you know, loving me and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and And not in a... You know, just a self-focused way. You know, like you you like to say selfful. Right. I, I like that word mm-hmm. because then I can actually attract what I want. And I think the key I'm finding and I'm hearing and understanding more is to not complain about what's wrong. And I'm not saying this person is complaining because I also can feel mm-hmm. her too and, mm-hmm. and have been there too. Um, is to ask for what what we want. Like, yeah. what do we want from our partner instead of you're doing this and you're doing that. I would like you to spend time with me on Saturdays or something, you know? Sure. Whatever it is that we, that we want. Right, exactly. Right. And and another thing that I'm going to add here to, to this is also, you know, it's interesting because um, not everybody can give us everything that we need, and not every personality is able to express themselves in mm-hmm. a way that we need. And I think it's okay... And I think sometimes we have to recognize that somebody might, they might not just be able, you know? And I mean, I have that with Rich to a certain extent, like in my spiritual experiences. He can listen to me, but he doesn't, he can't, he can't get it the way that I get it. And yet we're together 18 years and we have an amazing marriage. So it's like, you know, it's, it's like, don't expect if you're, you know, if you're in a relationship with a bird, don't expect the bird hmm. to swim and then be hmm. mad that the bird can't swim, that's, right? That's, that's perfect. So that's another little key that might be helpful to you. And I think sometimes, I mean, listen, I've done it like in, you know, in spiritual nirvana. I'm like, you know, it'd be great if I, you know, married a yogi and we just had our yogi existence <laughs> and we were just, you know, yogied out all the time, you know. Uh, but really, what would the point be in that? I mean, mm. I mean, eventually I think so, but I just think there's a lot more healing on the planet that needs to be happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that if I was in that relationship that I would have this podcast or that, you know, Rich and I would be doing the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's going to be some differences in relationship. There's a, there's a purpose to that. There can be a purpose to that. And there can be great healing in that and great transformation in that. So sometimes, um, you know, find, you know, give it to yourself you know, find ways to fulfill yourself because it's really between you and you. And then also, you know, you can have other counsel or other friends like in 
areas of your interest. You know, it's the same thing in music. You know, Rich is not a musician. Like, I'm not an athlete. You know, Mm -hmm. he can't talk to me about his training times. Like, it does nothing for me. Like, I just, I'm just, I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know. (laughs) So, you know, just the same way that, you know, he's not a singer. So, you know, you, you can't be everything to everybody in every position, you know, in every place. So I would say find out, you know, find out what the beauty is and find out what works between you. And then find a way to give it to yourself. And you can't really inspire any, you can't inspire anybody in any way, I don't think, lasting way, except by being a shining living example, but not in a flaunting way. Mm -hmm. Like, look at me, I'm so light and bright, Mm -hmm. but just in your natural essence, you know, simply there with no judgment. And also understanding that he, he is a being of God and he is an emanation of God. And you're together right now in this present moment. So he's divine and you're divine. So you can relax a little bit. And that also may end up bringing you some amazing gift mm. that you never knew was there waiting for you. Yeah. So that that's what I would say. So thank you so much. I didn't say your name because I didn't ask permission. So um, Smoothie looks fantastic. Awesome, Todd. Thanks for that comment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's see. So, uh, well, this is is one that's kind of like on topic, um, and that is, uh, how can you establish and manage the fear of wanting things now and have faith your dream will prevail in the end? Hmm. You know, I think Rich and I cover that a lot. We talked about, you know, how long it takes to make a life. And that, you know, some of these things that we've been doing, like, how did we manage to figure out how to go to Italy and have this amazing experience? Well, we started it 20 years ago, you know, I did it for 10 whole years in a different format. Um, And then, you know, we had to, we had to get beaten up in the, in the washing machine for nine years first. (laughs) Then we were able to do it. So it's, it's a lot, took a lot longer than I thought. And certainly, you know, I was like, I was supposed to be doing this when I was 30, (laughs) you know, and I'm going to be 54 in like three weeks or something like that. So, you know, it took a little longer than I was hoping, but oh, well, no, it was really, really great. Um, But again, again, I would say also an answer to this question is, by having magic in your life, mm. by, you know, by understanding that there's something more beyond this. I mean, again, you know, I can't really have the podcast with you and not, you know, um, speak to the shootings in, in Orlando and, you know, just the incredible trauma and suffering and just, um, you know, so, so sad and, and so much empathy for our fellow humans and, and beings that are, you know, being terrorized like this. It's just, you know, it's just heartbreaking, you know, of course, you know. And the only thing, again, that allows me to to have resilience is knowing that they're that this is a game, that this is a sort of earth school, that we're we choose these experiences to learn, to grow, to transform, to touch people, to to be expanded ourselves. And that there is something much greater beyond this. This is only a, a, a portion of who we are, a part of our life force. And, um, you know, that's what keeps me going. But that requires um, a, a wonder and a magic of a child and like, you know, believing in things you don't see and expanding your awareness to open your life to experience miracles, you know? And 
you know, you'll find the magic. I mean, my life has given me so many mystical experiences. Mm. I mean, I I could say <clears throat> now, in, you know, it's funny because one of the titles that I'm kicking around for my memoir is, you know, uh, I mean, I've I've lived the life of a mystic, seriously, and because I approach things knowing that there are unseen energies that are operating. And because I'm open to them, they speak to me and they commune with me, not because I'm any different than anybody else, but because I'm open to them. I'm, I'm, I see when they give me the sign, I see. So, you know, that was something that I wanted to um, offer um, for the healing technique this week. I wanted to uh, set a space and offer a prayer and blessing so that we could open up to some magic in our lives, open up to some miraculous happenings in our lives, and some things that are outside of this deep hardness, you know, uh, and fear. This person was talking about fear, but it's this deep hardness and constriction in trying to survive, like in the system, you know, like in the system that's been placed on this planet that has most of us in really a state of slavery where we're so afraid and we're all just trying to make a buck so that we don't, you know, get, you know, lose our homes or end up on the street or be classified as a failure, mm -hmm. you know, fail in life, you know, it's like, how do you fail in life? <laughs> like, how does that even happen? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that would be um, really what I wanted to offer. So let's expect in episode 43 uh, that I will provide a guided meditation to open and establish some connections and some possibilities of experiencing magic and the miraculous in your life. So if you're interested in that, tune in to that episode. Um, I love to do two episodes a week because I love to separate the actual um, sort of discussion from the healing technique in hopes that you will go back and use those healing techniques um, at later times and you know revisit them and and study them and learn them and experience them. So I hope that my uh, four weeks off gave you guys time to go back and visit a lot of those healing techniques and connect in with the information um, because it is very useful to do them repetitively. Um, if something speaks to you, um, please make a habit of going back and visiting it until you build up sort of a language and a familiarity with the process. Um, it all helps sort of for you to create your own toolbox of uh, different techniques and things that you can do uh, when you need it or if you just want to continue to expand your spiritual evolution. So anyway, it's been great, you guys. Thanks for being with me uh, my first week back. Thanks again for your patience. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, many, many more episodes and creating more music with my boys and with my friends and with my band. So um, anyway, I really appreciate you meeting me here and you connecting over this amazing medium, the podcast, which travels across the planet. Um, I want to thank everybody who donates to support the show. It really means a lot to us. It allows me to keep this going and allows me uh, to keep the production. And without Brad, I could not do this. Uh, so... Uh, anyway, thank you again. So uh, if you don't know how to donate, you can go to srimati.com, S-R-I-M-A-T-I.com. Click on the podcast page and you will find a prominent tab there where you can click to donate. It will take you straight to PayPal 
and you can uh, throw us a few bucks. Um, you can do this on a monthly basis, or you can do it uh, as a one-time donation. And again, we greatly appreciate it. So thank you very much. Um, also, if you haven't checked it out yet, please check out Rich and My Programs on mindbodygreen.com. That is mindbodygreen.com. Um, we have two programs together. One is a plant-based nutrition course um, that has everything you need to know about uh, embracing a plant-based lifestyle, a lot of technical information, and even some recipes and um, the kind of guidance on how to incorporate being a plant-based person into your lifestyle without alienating your family and friends. (laughs) So that's kind of good. Um, Also, um, I'm really, really proud of our relationship course on Mind Body Green as well. It's um, about maybe two and a half hours of content, and it is rich in my experience, um, techniques, secrets, tips, and the way that we have found uh, best works to communicate and be in a relationship uh, with someone who is so very, very different from you. We're very different people, uh, but we experience a very deep intimacy and an interesting co-creation between the two of us because of that difference. So many of you guys are here because you heard me on the Rich Roll podcast. If you haven't checked that out yet, please do. Uh, Rich has hundreds of hours of content of incredible interviews, long format with all different people from all different walks of life. Really quite an extraordinary body of work. And of course, it's free on iTunes. Uh, you just subscribe and uh, and you can get all the episodes. Uh, so anyway, I guess that's it for this week. Um, I am repeating a song. I think I've already featured this song on the podcast. It's a song called Be Loved. Um, I have to tell you, it was in Italy and we played our set. Um, the boys had chosen uh, five songs uh, from Srimati, and we played our set. And uh, for an encore, uh, some of the people in the audience, actually Joe and Claire, um, hi, you guys, um, they asked me to sing Beloved. And so we sang Beloved for everybody. And afterwards, I was so incredibly touched because uh, Joe is this amazing, uh, strong military man, just a big, lovable, strong, amazing guy with a beautiful heart. And he pulled me aside and and told me that he sings that song to his two-year-old, two-year-old son every night before he goes to sleep. And it was just touched me so deeply. So... Anyway, um, it has a, 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 it's about birds and bees and connecting with the trees and the garden, and it kind of goes along with the meditation uh, for this week. So um, I'm going to share the song with you again. I hope you enjoy it. It's off of my album, Jai Home, and it features uh, my sons, Tyler and Trapper, as well as an amazing Australian artist named Mark Schultes, who played um, a piano on it and a, and a beautiful ukulele performance. Performance. If you haven't checked out his music, please do. He's on iTunes, an extraordinary songwriter and singer. So um, check out Mark. Maybe I'm going to ask Mark if he'll let me feature some of his music on the show. That would be amazing. So anyway, um, that's all for now. Um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Srimati, S-R-I-M-A-T-I. This summer, I'm going to be working on my vegan uh, cheese book that I have to deliver in October. I'll also be releasing my yoga video very soon, so stay tuned for that. Um, And until next time, have an amazing week. And remember that I trust you and believe in you to find your way home. Namaste and blessings. See you soon. 
Divine, divine. 